Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. No one has better football on the radio. Game day. Game day. Your verdict on Talk Sport. Triple distilled expert post match verdict. Oh, that could be a penalty, it is. Game day. Your verdict on Talk Sport. So one of the big things that the West Ham fans were most upset about today was when they took Mikhail Antonio off the pitch at 3-1. Um, and a lot of them feeling as though that's perhaps cost West Ham the game. I actually think it's probably the right call from David Moyes at that particular time. You've got a player there who's going to be crucial to you in terms of trying to stay up in the Premier League this season. He's been out a while with a hamstring problem. He was absolutely shattered. He'd run himself into the ground. He'd had a, a terrific game. I actually thought it was the right time to take him off. Yeah, of course, in hindsight, he probably thinks, or David Moyes would think, maybe I should have kept him on for a little bit longer um, because he, he was a, someone who was giving him a bit of breathing space at times, getting him up the pitch. Uh, but I, I actually felt that David Moyes got that decision right. You can't legislate for mistakes, though, as a, as a manager. You can't legislate for Fabianski, who's, who's such a good goal. We made a couple of decent saves today as well. Punching one straight onto the back of his, his defender. You can't legislate for Ogbonna and Diop not clearing their lines, letting the ball bounce inside the 18-yard box, then then trying to you know, make amends and head it back to your goalkeeper and leaving it short. You can't uh, uh, legislate for, for Fredericks at the far post missing the ball before it falls to Glenn Murray. Not, nothing David Moyes can do about that. You know, I feel for him a little bit today because I, I actually thought they they probably deserved to, to win the game. I, you know, I know Brighton have come back strongly at the end. Um, but for large parts of it, I thought West Ham were the better team. They, they were the team that had a bit more fight and, and energy about them. And Brighton, at 3-1, looked deflated and beaten. Fair play. They came back and, and, uh, and got a decent point. But I, I still feel as though West Ham should have gone on and won it. Uh, well, here from Palace fans as well. Three wins in 18 games for them and a, a pretty pathetic transfer window. But let's focus on West Ham. Reese is a Hammers fan. He's with us on the show. How are you doing, Reese? Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Probably better than you. But got to remember, you didn't lose, but it must feel like a defeat. Yeah, it definitely does. We're just coming out of the ground now. I mean, I, I just feel like we surrendered the momentum of the game. We're three one up. We won the game, basically. And he shuffles the pack to three at the back again. And, oh. and, and Noble, by the way, who said he, we can't rely on him anymore, has played the whole game at number 10. And you think, well, yeah, we've won the game comfortably, 3-1. And, and he's left a 33-year-old man, like a 33-year-old player on, playing number 10. Who can't run. So, Paul now should have come on, keep the energy in midfield, and we'd see the game out. I was going to say, you've got a lot of number 10s, and so that, that's yeah, one yeah. position, yeah, you, you could fill, it, fill in there easily. I mean, Noble's done all right today. He's, you know, free average, and he, he works hard. But, OK, we've worked hard. We're free one up. Get some energy in midfield, see the game out. Because they're quite, you know, Brighton have got some quick players. And we just sort of 
made the team a bit worse. With what, did you, what did you make of the decision to take Antonio off? Because I know there was a, a few disgruntled West Ham fans around me when he when he made that substitution. Well, it's just what you said there. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, in theory, if it weren't West Ham, you take your player off. He's worked really hard for you. He's come back from injury. Three one up, you should be all right. But we bring a Masuaku on. That's the problem. And he's the liability, the fella. And it's just you know. <laughs> you know, like you say, Antonio should have come off at that point because he's not been at his... Well, that was an opportunity then to, if it, like you say, probably Lanzini maybe, uh, Fornals yeah. possibly, you know, a more attacking player really, just to keep that momentum rather than a, a defensive player in Masuaku. It, uh, that might have been a better call. But where's the mentality for our players? To see the game out, fight for it. You can't be doing that when you're in a relegation scrap, doing, missing the ball. It's just ridiculous. Like, got to see the game out. 3-1 up, won the game. And we, we might as well booted two goals in the net ourselves. It's ridiculous. Where's the mentality of the players there? Well, Reese, let's tell you what, let's hear from your manager, David Moyes, with the moose. David, does that feel like a defeat? Yeah, it does, aye, because uh, to be twice in the lead by two goals, you know, you always think, well, it's, uh, it's a good cushion. But uh, I have to say, I think I think the second half showed the, the fatigue and the effort the boys put in against Liverpool as well was was noticeable. Also, bringing, back a, couple, bringing a couple of players in, which we felt we needed to do. We needed to sort of freshen the team up. We'd done it, but you know, I thought both Mickey Antonio to get 70 minutes and Thomas Suchek to get best part of 75 minutes. I thought it was a great effort by them both. Plus points. I thought Robert Snodgrass was incredible today. I mean, two goals which were both deflected, but they were good hits. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we've been needing goals from somewhere and, you know, we'll take them. You know, you can get a bit lucky with the deflections. And uh, but I think you'd have to say both of them were excellent strikes and, and certainly going on target. Three goals you conceded. I mean... Fabianski's flapped at the first one, but he's made up for it more with two good saves towards the end. But the, the second goal was, I mean, as a man who was a, a defender, a good defender in his time, I mean, what's your back four doing for that? Well, what's my back four doing for the third one as well? You know, we ducked and let Glenn Murray score at the back post. Uh, we we don't deal with a simple simple ball in around as somebody could put their foot through it quite easily. It wasn't as if we were under great pressure, but uh, it was really poor. And that gave them the leg up. You know, we were 3-1, 70 minutes, having you know, control of the game without you know, not having all the ball. But as I said, you know, midweek had a little bit of an impact on us, I think, in the second half. And we were nearly seeing it out. And Actually, we had a period after we went 3-1 up where I thought we kept the ball well. It looked as if we were, you know, if anything, we might get a fourth goal. But we gave them, gave them that opportunity. We went 3-2, then they could try anything and pushed on and done all sorts and forced us back in. And it paid off for them. No problem, no problem with the VAR check on the goal, then. Well, I've not seen the check on the goal, what it was, but I'm more disappointed that, that my defenders, I really am. And last one from me, um, it was built up today as have to win because of this, this fixture list. And, uh, you've got to play one twice, but the next six games are horrific. Um, where do you stand tonight on, on the fight you're in? Uh, the same, you know, we're, we're not in a great position, but I know that I was that when I came in. We have to win games and uh, we hope that we're one of the teams that go on a run in the coming games. We've also got... Winnable games at different parts, but we've also got some tough games as well. Thanks, David. Cheers. We ain't. We. I'll tell you now. With our run of fixtures, like you've picked up on, we win. We we we're down. We've got Man City away. We've got Liverpool away. We've got Chelsea. We've got Arsenal. Got Southampton. Southampton. Well, today at three-one, I turned around to my mates and said, "Right, this is about managing the game out. Let's not go out." The, have you seen? Have you seen our first two goals against us? Yeah, yeah. Under, they're under eight goals. They are under eight Sunday morning goals. Bonner's first goal, unfortunate. Diop's header in the second goal. I'll tell you what, I wish Mourinho still thought he was a beast. I'll tell you what, 
What did he want? 50 million for him? Would take five at the moment. The bloke can't defend. <laughs> David Moyes, you made a comment about him bringing players on. Masuaku? Yeah, that, that was the bloke one. I, was that like, was, yeah, that was one I couldn't understand. The bloke was like a rabbit in the headlights. He didn't touch the ball for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> he only played 15. All right. He Russell. was useless. Russell, thank Absolutely you. Useless. Thank you so much for your call. And listen, thank you for waiting as well, um, very patiently. I, I couldn't ask Nuno to wait, so uh, you had to take a, a hit on that one. So we appreciate you waiting along the line, Russell. Um, just before we break, we're going to take another West Ham fan. Adam is on the line. How are you doing, Adam? Adam, you there? Hello. Adam. Hello. Adam, how are you doing? Are you Adam, the West Ham fan? I am. I rang you last week after the uh, after the shambles that we uh, that we showed in the West Brom game, and uh, it's not got a lot better in a week, has it? <laughs> <laughs> not really. No. Scored three I mean, goals, so I guess that's a, that's a, that's a positive. Well, well, we scored three goals, but we let we 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 let three goals in. I mean, three one up at home again. You know, shut the game out. Do the, be professional. Do the right thing. Do your job. And with. How many, um, I was reading earlier today, how many times have we thrown away a lead this season more than anyone else in the Premier League? What does that come down to? I mean, Darren, you might be well-placed to answer that question. When teams throw away leads, why? Is it the players' fault or is it the manager's fault? Well, I'd say it's a little bit of both. Um, but game management on the pitch, you need to understand the position you're in. And especially when you're fighting for your lives at the bottom of the table, you've, you've got to be, there's got to be people on that pitch that are kind of leaders leaders, yeah. leaders where you go, right, listen, even, even if for uh, 10 minutes you just completely shut up shop, you leave someone up the top of the pitch and everyone else just digs in and defends and makes it difficult. Now, listen, it might not be good to watch. It might be pretty boring and the fans might get a little bit frustrated but in the long run I think fans will understand that we're managing the game because that is a big three points that is a massive three points but to let Brighton off the hook and to get, let them get a point out of there when they should be walking away with nothing it's just frustrating frustration all around but that's going to come from yeah. the players frustration the manager's going to be frustrated but ultimately the fans as well because you had it there Three one up, you had it. But all of a sudden, when you let you let them back into the game, and he, as I said, at the end of that game when it was three all, Brighton had chances, and Fabianski made one save on my free kick from Solly Marsh, which was unbelievable. And at once, I just thought, oh my god, they're going to throw the whole game away. Yeah, um, Adam, we heard um, from a caller a minute ago, Russell, who's a West Ham fan, that was, mm. you know, complaining that there really hasn't been any progression in in basically ten no. years, and that the the, no. blip, the blip is when you what the blip was wasn't necessarily a blip in the way that we look at things, but it was almost a random chance that you did manage to finish quite high up in, in the league yeah. table in one season. So what do you think needs to change? <laughs> Where do you start, really? Let's be honest. I mean, we've got, we've got major, major issues. We've got issues behind the scenes. We've got issues with the fans. We've got issues with the team. You know, um, Dimitri, Parrott, Dimitri Payat, I mean, he, he covered a lot of cracks that season for us. I mean, he was... He was, he was like, he was He was world-class, and, and he pretty much ran that season for us and um, you know we, people do moan at West Ham that we, we do get a lot of injuries yes we lose a lot of key players through the season on a regular basis that really for a club like West Ham it does affect us you know we can't we're not a Manchester United we're not we're not we're not an Arsenal we're not a Liverpool, we can't go out and just go blowing big money when we lose a player it really really does it really does affect the side you know Antonio's injuries through this season have been a massive, massive, massive problem for us because, you know, at least when he's on the pitch, he's fighting for things. He's battling um, and, and, and other players are feeding off of that and they're seeing that. But, I mean, I, I did really, really knock Halle last week as well. Um, but, a, a, again, you know, 
I, I remember you saying last week that he gets isolated a lot and, and, you know, he needs that support around him. But, again, it, it's so frustrating watching him because, you know, he just doesn't look like he wants to put that R tackle and he wants to go full, full throttle into a challenge like he's, like, like he's just kind of sitting away from things. And, you know, I mean, we've just signed, uh, we've just signed Jarrah Bowen, haven't we, from Hull? Um, uh, good signing, very good signing, but but I just hope that he can provide some something for us. Um, well, what he will provide is pace, which you lack a lot of. Do you know what I mean? Antonio's quick, hell, oh, but he is so, quick. Yeah, I mean that's what we need. We need somebody with pace. We need somebody that can take the ball from from the halfway line and really start running at fullbacks and start opening up some gaps because at the minute we're so lethargic in that middle. In that middle uh, period, uh, part of the game, going forward, getting the ball from back to front was so slow. And what happens is it becomes frustrating. And all we end up doing is start launching it again, like, like the old Allardyce style, you know, start launching the ball forward and we're feeding off scraps again. I mean, yeah, I mean, no disrespect again to Brighton, um, but in a, the position that we were in, you know, they've got players. We need, we need a Glenn Murray, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So how long has Glenn Murray been around doing this? I mean, he's he's here and he and he he he, he pops up with them vital goals and battles. We haven't we need we need more grit in the side. Um, but I just can't believe that we didn't see that game out today. Just being professional about it, having having the structure in the side to be professional to see a game out at three-one with the time that was left. That, you know, I couldn't believe it when I when I watched the game. I just couldn't believe it. Well, it's it's a point, but I'm um, very very proud of the players. Very proud of the team because. Um... We had to respond from some setbacks throughout the throughout the game. Uh, I, I thought we were quite heavily punished, to be honest. But that sometimes that happens. But the response and um, overall over the ninety minutes, I think, we more than deserved the point. In terms of the goals that your team scored, two of them were defensively quite amusing. But the last one, Glenn's put the ball in the back of the net. VAR has ruled that he hasn't handled it. To the naked eye, I must admit, I thought he had. But then when I look at back on it on the screen, it looks like he's hit his ribs. What did you think? Well, I agree. Yeah, it was pretty same summary. Uh, it's a long way from where I am, but um, Glenn's adamant he didn't hit his arm, and it doesn't. When you look it back, it doesn't look like it hits his arm. This is a good finish, a good goal from. Like I said, I thought we were deserved of that. Put them under pressure, pinned them back. It was. It was pretty much the game was played in their half the whole of the second half. I felt so um, great for the players that they get a reward for something and um, keeps us, the scoreboard ticking over, so to say. You're not going to want your team to fall two goals behind twice in a game every week, but they have shown you they've got the guts for this this fight, this relegation fight. I think it's a really important performance for us um, because, um, yeah, you, you, it, it's a fight. We, we know that. We know the Premier League's tough and um, we need to we need to show that we're ready for that. Um we, we understand where we're at, but at the same time, we have to fight every single game. Every point in the Premier League is hard to get, and um, that keeps us, like I said, that keeps the points tally ticking along. And more so, the performance and the character of the players is one that I'm really proud of. Finally, from me, managers get pats on the back from people like me when they make a great decision, and they get absolutely hammered when they don't make a good decision. Uh, so, therefore, I suppose I must pat you on the back because you pulled a real rabbit out of the hat by playing Glenn Murray from the start. You've got your point today. Well, I think it's more that, that, that Glenn Murray should get the credit because he, he um, he's kept himself um, with the team. He's supported the guys on and off the pitch. He's been ready to play and uh, he's kept himself in a really good condition. So he's able to play 90 minutes and he affected the game in a really good way. So I think the credit should go to Glenn. Game day is Saturday football. It is game on! Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Official broadcast partner of the Premier League. A really uh, positive... 
first half spoilt by the last few minutes of it, just based on the fact that I think tactically we we got it pretty good really in the first half yeah, and and uh, maybe frustrating them somewhat um, created some decent opportunities and, and scored two goals to, to go in front uh, but then our game management let us down at the end of the first half and we didn't really get ourselves going again in the second half so it, it was a it was a um, yeah it was a difficult afternoon for us because we've 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 done some really good things like I say, you you get in front of a game like this. They've got some really good players. They've got a lot of pace and power on the side, and we dealt with that quite effectively. Um, and then conceded two poor goals from set plays, and uh, got done on the counter attack when again we had a, a, a an opportunity to manage the ball better. So you know those things together um, really changed the the outlook on how we. Look at the game because it's it's uh, yeah some poor decisions out there today and some uh, you know when when you're dealing with uh, marking at, at set plays and you don't get that right you know we, we've come unstuck and that is disappointing because we've been good we've been good at defending set plays generally speaking and uh, we didn't get it right today. It can go one of two ways when the opposition go down mm. to to ten men yeah. you use that man to your advantage or. They can defend manfully, which they did. Well, they did, and they, like I say, they they they've got pace and power, and I think that was illustrated with the winning goal. But it still comes from we have a throw in in the in the final third, ball comes out, and we um, miss the opportunity to to deal with it really, and uh, so yeah, it's a it's a real disappointment for us today because. Um, Points are precious, and in the last two league games, we've we've lost points with with late goals. Um, so we just have to uh, tighten up on the detail, basically, and that is a game management management needs to be better. We've got to avoid giving away needless um, set plays, and when we do do when we do have to defend them, we have to do it better. So, you know, uh, I, I would say in open play. For the most part today, I've been relatively pleased, especially in the first half. Second half, like I say, we struggled to get rhythm and momentum again. I think that was down to um, the shift in momentum just because of conceding two goals out of nothing prior to the break. And uh, But look, these things happen and we have to deal with it. It's been a mixed bag of results, more positive mm -hmm. than negative yeah, since yeah. you've come in. And even when things were going well, you were very keen to keep feet on the ground and the mm. and the fans as well, it's going. It, it's it's a long battle, isn't it? It is, and uh, you know our our uh, outlook will remain the same in terms of we. Uh, you know, I've been saying we've got to take care of our own performances first. Today we haven't done that, and that's the reason that we will rue. Uh, a missed opportunity today, and that is uh, a, a good from a really good position in the game. We come away with nothing, and that's that's it's very disappointing, but it, and it's very difficult to take. But we we can't allow it to have a uh, a negative effect moving forward, and that's really um, will be the emphasis now uh, from tomorrow. Football is unbelievable, unpredictable, so. After what happened uh, last week, uh, 
we are we equalize a game that we the deserve to win uh, this week at the end we were um, we were fantastic because with 10 men we were able to 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 stay in the game and also to score at the end fantastic result and also fan fantastic second half your team talk at half time presumably changed within the space of a of a couple of minutes when you hadn't particularly played that well but suddenly you were 2-2 at the break yeah, I think the, the first part of the game was not good. We, we lost a lot of contact. We lost a lot of second ball. I think we were, honestly we didn't deserve to score to equalize the game, but we were a little bit lucky. The second half was uh, really better. I think that uh, with uh, we could score early in, in the second half, and after that the, the red card of Delft uh, created us a problem. But we were good defensively. What was your view on the red card or the two yellows? Oh. I think it was wrong. It was wrong. The, the yellow card, uh, uh, but anyway, sometimes can happen that the, the referee did a wrong decision. Take a wrong, a wrong decision. Well, it showed the character of your players, didn't it? With ten men to come away from home and come from two nil down and still go on and and win the game and a great counter attack to win it. No, the spirit was good. Uh, above all the second half, we were more in the game compared to the first half. At the end, we had opportunity and we did a fantastic counter-attack. And it moves you away from the relegation zone that little bit further. You may not have been thinking about relegation, but that's always a po another positive. Oh, I think we have to look uh, game by game. Uh, now we have another game against Crystal Palace. We are, we are close to the, the, the top of the table. This is good for us and we are going to fight to, to do the best is possible. I think when he watches, he must be watching with his hands over his eyes half of the time. <laughs> you know, the, some, some of these players, uh, you know, I mean, Sigurdsson, if you if if watched the video of Sigurdsson three or four years ago, he, he would have wanted him for whatever team he was at. Now he's strolling down the park, you know, it comes down to attitude and application. And unfortunately, for the last five years, the money that we've spent, we haven't seen the attitude or the application. I mean, the away, uh, the away end was, was like a graveyard for 35 minutes. Not because we were disappointed we were losing. We were disappointed in, in the, the players, what they were doing. There wasn't a tackle made. They weren't, they weren't even winning the second ball. The second, third and fourth ball, we didn't make a challenge. But like you say, I'm really confident in Angelotti, what he's got, what he's going to do for the club moving forward, new stadium and everything. We've got plans and I think big things are going to happen with Everton. You know, the players have have got to start producing. But I think Angelotti won't stand for the, the kind of performances that we've had today, like managers have in the past. And was it the right decision to keep Richarlison? Oh, 100%. Listen, we've, look, when you look back at Everton, look what we've done. We had a, a goal scorer. We sold him, you know, Lukaku. We never replaced him. We've had great players. We never, I mean, you can go back as far as Tim Cahill. I know players like Tim Cahill don't come along every day. I understand that. I'm not saying we've got to go and spend a million pounds and get a 15 a goal, 15 goals a season player like Tim Cahill. But from that moment, from from when them players have gone, we've never replaced them. You know, we've we, we just with the same type of player, not better players. We've spent more money, so we should be getting better players. But we've never replaced these players' goal scorers. Uh, I know we're at a premium in the, you know, in the Premier League, Premiership, whatever you want to call it. I understand that we're at a premium. But when you're spending hundreds of millions, you expect to see a little bit better than what we're getting. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Game day is Saturday football. It is game on! Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Official broadcast partner of the Premier League. I mean, any result on the road is is, is, is fabulous from our point of view, but to get a win at as tough a place as, as what it is. Uh, difficult game, difficult conditions. You know, uh, they were better than us first off. You know, they, they jumped on us, didn't allow us to play, even though... I don't think they created too much. Maybe a, a, a ball across the face of the goal late on in the first half. Um, we talked about their starts to games where they finished really strongly and it was a sort of a, a, a vice versa scenario today where they really started strong. So we were delighted to come in at half-time and um, we felt we had more in the tank. Bit of a fortuitous goal from our point of view. But after that, I thought the team managed the game exceptionally well. Um, created the better chances on the counter-attack and when they had to put the bodies on the line and defend, uh, they did it magnificently. As you said, a fortunate goal, but in that second half, certainly up until that point, you'd been the better team, certainly. I believe we were. We, we, we looked after the ball a bit better than what we did first half. Um, you know, Maybe they ran out of energy a little bit with the amount of effort they put in first half, that the game would open up. And, and when it did open up, I thought we took care of the ball and, and really created some good opportunities. Ender Stevens, I thought, was magnificent. Second half, I thought Ollie McBurney, you know, uh, when we needed players to really stand up and produce performances... They did. The subs that come on t- onto the pitch, uh, Lundstrom, I thought, was outstanding. I thought Musek gave us another dimension running running forward and stretching the game. And it's you know wasn't the prettiest of performances, but you know we you know this is this is the Premier League. It's a difficult afternoon for us, and uh, and we've got a valuable three points. What was your view then of the the red card that was rescinded, the tackle? I thought it was the right decision uh, when he went over to the monitor. I didn't think it was um, a, a, a red card. I thought. There's a couple of balls that players have tried to switch during the game and got held up in the wind. And I'm, I think Joel's a really honest, honest guy and an honest player. And he's just seen the ball and um, for no, no, not once. And I'm, I'm not just saying it because we've won the game. Uh, you know, I'm honest in my approach to, to situations and incidents like this. Um, and I didn't think it was a, a red card. And um, you know. I know the referee, you know, he's, he's refereed in the Championship and he's refereeing the Premier League now. 
and he's a good referee and um, he had the uh, had the humility and the common sense to go over and check it and the, and the right decision was made. So an example of where VAR can be used in the right in the right way. Well, yeah, I mean everybody's been talking about the monitors and they were always going to use them, weren't they, uh, from from two or three weeks ago. So he so he did, and I believe when he went over to the monitor, he would have. He, he, he had the honesty, you know, to say, well, you know, I've made I've made a mistake. So, you know, well played, to, well played to him. Just a couple more from me. Um, your debutant managed around 60 minutes. It looked like he fitted right into the system and the way you want to play. <laughs> That's the reason. Yeah, we try to we we try to recruit players that are position specific from an attitude point of view, from an age point of view, from an athleticism and a football point of view. You know, these are reasons that we, we, we made these signings and uh, it's been a tough few days for, for Sander. You know, he's, you know, 22 million from our point of view is a big number. Um, but he came in and in a difficult game, in difficult conditions uh, and gave us a, a, a good 60, 70 minutes and, and there's definitely more to come from him. And just lastly then, you've got a bit of time off now. What, what are the, the general plans for the side? Yeah, and, and... Off, to, off, off tomorrow, off Monday and then, you know, another huge game before the break uh, against Bournemouth next Sunday. So to, to be on 36 points at this stage of the season position we are is, is an incredible achievement. But we want more, we're hungry for more and... Um, and we'll, we'll look forward to the next game. Well, tickety-boo, you can't argue with that, can you? It's a bit of, <laughs> bit of a disappointment for the rest of the nation listening to me follow Chris Wilder. Thank you very much. You didn't warn me about that, did you? Everybody loves Chris Wilder, don't they? Well, why can't you? What a man. He's brought us from a long, long way and we're now knocking on the door of Europe. It is remarkable. Only two away defeats this season. Just, just imagine you keep this up and Chelsea fade and you end up in the Champions League next season. So you keep saying if. <laughs> You're confident, <laughs> are you? Well, we, we we spoke to you a few months ago, I can't remember the match, but uh, Robbie Savage was laughing that we were talking about Europe. We're there. We're not far away. We, we just need a few more lucky days like today. And yes, we were a little bit lucky, weren't we? But that's the way it goes. So how has this happened? Uh, Chris Wilder, end of story. He's the man, isn't he? Proper Yorkshire chap, looks after his men treats them well, brings on the football, looks at the tactics, works very, very hard. Proper Sheffield, steel, true grit, and all the rest of the cliches that the press keep pushing out. <laughs> well, before today, it had been one win in six in the Premier League, and I was starting to think to myself, OK, it's been brilliant. Whatever happens, it's been a brilliant season. But I was thinking, OK, they're just going to like settle and be eighth, ninth, tenth at the end of the season. Everybody say, yeah, they did really well. But then they've gone to Crystal Palace and won. Which so <laughs> Yeah, it was a lucky win. Well, not lucky. It was it was hard for, and yeah, they deserved perhaps a little bit more than they got. But we've got three points, and we're pushing on. You're looking at the match now. Man U is still drawing against Wolves. Wolves or Man U, either way, we're still we're still fifth. Game day is Saturday football. It is game on. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport, official broadcast partner of the Premier League. We had to change. Three, uh, two, three things, and um, most importantly, we had to change the involvement of Fabinho. Um, switch the side with him, pass the ball, the football things, um, and then we we started rolling, if you want. But then there was a situation, of course. I know um, uh, when Southampton won the penalty, I didn't see it back yet. Um, when we had the, that kind of counter attack and Oxley with a sensational goal. Um, but I think I like the second half already much more until that goal. So um, what we did then was just really good. We played much calmer, used Fabinho better, 
with that with this positioning we we used all the midfielders better um used our fullbacks better had better direction yeah so it was just a better game and um in the end we won it that was not that surprising that when they are one up or two up that it is getting more and more difficult and that when when we try to press still and then the space is getting bigger and bigger and that they then kill you it's not so surprising but uh was maybe also was a little bit surprising that they had 50 minutes, not really a good goal chance against us, and we had massive. We had a pass back to the goalkeeper where we can get a free kick in the box. We had chances. Ingsi hit uh, along his heel and pff, chance to score. I think we entered so often the the the, the, the box from Liverpool that was uh, yeah against the best team in the world. 50 minutes like this playing is yeah. For us, a massive signal, to be honest. And I want to see this game when we go one up, and we had the penalty decision. What was for me a crucial, crucial moment in this game. But I, th I don't want to speak too much about referee decisions to pick because my team played too well to 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 lose the focus on what they did today. And um, I think it was fantastic to watch. I enjoyed every minute from my team. I wanted them to play like they did and never stopped uh, doing what we can do best. And uh, if you then concede four goals, uh, it's maybe a little bit too high, but um, who cares? I think um, the way we played today, we showed, we showed up, absolutely, and uh, I'm very proud of my team. OK, cool. An insightful call there from Michael, uh, the Liverpool fan. Let's see if Jordan's got anything more to offer. Hi, Jordan. Hi, are you all right? Yeah, welcome to the show, mate. How are you doing? I'm oh, good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, not too bad, thank you very much. So you're 22 points clear now. Um, you've been winning left, right and centre. <laughs> what we've been asking is, what everyone else has been asking, whether or not you're going to go unbeaten this season. Do you think you can do it? I, I think we can. I think the performances we are putting in, putting into sort of everyday games is that we're, we're now going away and we're winning them. Last season we were sort of drawing them and possibly even losing some of those games. So we're showing the right mentality to go to the right way and, and, and win games. Hmm. Well, it's like Darren was saying earlier on, weren't you, Darren, that actually this game, that scoreline, 4-0 against Southampton today, didn't really reflect the, how the game went. And these, no, are, no. these, these, yeah, are, the kind of, these are the kind of games, Darren, like, like our caller Jordan is saying, that Liverpool are just finding a way to win in every game. Well, yeah, I mean, as I said, Southampton first half were brilliant. I mean, they're going to be disappointed not going in and not winning because they had opportunities. I mean, they created so many chances and there were some good saves from Alisson and they had opportunities to go on and, and take the lead and, and make it a bit more difficult. But, you know, the moment Liverpool go 1-0 up, they're relentless. As I said, they put their foot, their foot on your throat and they try and get 1, 2, 3, 4. And that's, that's how good they are. I mean, they don't have to be at 100% where they're free-flying football, they're dominating games. They can sit on the back foot because they know at some stage you're going to leave the back door open and people like Salah are going to go flood and forward Firmino was brilliant today and Jordan Henderson as I said already for me has been, has been their best player for a, a while now he was an, another great goal brilliant and obviously you've now thrown Oxlade Chamberlain in there as well so for me Liverpool right now I mean the league the league is over I know a lot of Liverpool fans are saying oh we don't know I mean the, the league's over I mean I'm looking at their form on, um, on, on Wikipedia and you know, it's all green other than the one draw they had with Manchester United they've won every single game which is crazy so for me the league's over you know you shouldn't really look at wikipedia because wikipedia says i'm 42 so exactly you, know, <laughs> you can't always rely on that but you are right they are unbeaten and i suppose jordan the question is can you do it for the rest of the season can you go unbeaten i would like to say we could yeah i'd like to say we uh, we've got the right same of sort of quite a bit of form that we're at the minute and 
I feel like we are we are going in the right direction. I think Jurgen Klopp's got his players and where he wants us to be and how they work and how they work throughout the whole 90 minutes. We are constantly running around the pitch and myself and my older brother are coming home from the game. We travelled from Essex over the weekend to go to Anfield. Ah. And it's just, it's, when you're looking from, from being at the game, you can see how they, they're sort of running across the pitch and covering so many different elements of the game and covering so many different areas. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's really good to see. Game day is Saturday football. It is game on! Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Official broadcast partner of the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, we, but we also said that we knew that Bournemouth would, would start quick. Um, they did against Brighton. Um, they went and tried to play in our half and uh, they kept the ball in our half for, too easily for me. Um, I didn't think we used the ball as well as we should have when we won it back and, you know, it enabled them to, to keep coming at us. But, um, you know, I just the, the goals, second phase, set pieces uh, disappoint me. Um, a few refereeing decisions out there, you know, and even their second yellow card, I thought was very harsh, um, you know, a soft one. Uh, but the, their second goal certainly, I think, changes game. I think one 0 was still in it. You know, at half time, we we can change a few things, and um, you know, but it wasn't to be. Result aside, perfect start for Samata to his Premier League career, obviously scoring on his debut. Yeah, no, he's um, he's had a good start so far. He had a good, a good performance on on Tuesday night. Um, you know, and uh, today I thought first half he was um, looked a little bit lonely up there. I thought we didn't get enough bodies around him quick enough. Um, you know, but second half he's he's, he's lasted 90 minutes today, scored one, and uh, you know we all feel that he, he could have got a couple of more chances as well. And uh, you know, but he's having had a bright start so far. And obviously Borja Baston through the door as well. Are you confident now that with the transfer window shut, that you've got enough quality in this squad, enough depth to stay up? Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody knew I wanted another centre forward, and you know, uh, we've got a hungry one who's come into the building. So, looking forward to working with him now. And, and finally, from me, there's going to be a lot of these sort of six-point clashes between now and the end of the season because so many teams are involved in, in the relegation dogfight. Is it, is it going to be crucial who comes out on top as to who stays up? We still only get three points, so there's certainly not six points. Uh, it's a three-point game. Um, you know, unfortunately, we come out the wrong side today. That second half seemed to go in slow motion, and it's always the same when you're when you're winning. Those moments go so slow. When you're winning, the clock seems to tick by so quickly. It's amazing how time can have a different perspective depending on uh, whether you want the whistle to end or not. But we we dug in really well today defensively, especially with ten men. I thought the lads gave everything to the match. I couldn't ask any more. Is that why there were such jubilant scenes at the end? You know, a couple of players actually went down on their knees. The fans are singing, "We are staying up," and then you had that big huddle. With all the coaching staff as well, it felt like a big victory. Well, it felt like a moment where, with ten men um, leading at home in, a, in a, the run that we've been on, it felt like a, a big moment for us. Um, it felt like we'd had things go against us with the refereeing decisions. So I, I think it was a feeling of, um, you know, th- th- this could be a big moment in our season. I don't want to over-egg it. It's only one result, but it just felt like it could be a big moment, and hopefully, it does prove that way. Big moment in the game was the sending off of, of Jefferson for the, for the second yellow card. Ultimately, it hasn't cost you. The victory. What was your take on it? Did you think it was a bit soft? I thought it was really soft. I thought it was. I'm not sure where Jeff can go. He can't disappear. Um, Grealish has done well. Um, no criticism to him. But for Anthony, I thought it was. I thought he was out of keeping with the game because there's a couple of decisions early in the match that he didn't punish. It just seemed strange why he would decide to book Jeff for that. Could it be one of those where reputation precedes him? Because obviously he's racked up quite a few bookings now. Yeah, I think it possibly is. I think it's. Um, it's one of those that uh, maybe another player doesn't get booked there. Back to the first half, though, was that as good a 45 minutes as you've produced 
for some time. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. I've got no hesitation there. I thought we created chances. I thought we looked solid defensively. I thought we played with really good intent. I thought there was good energy to the team. We were winning the key challenges that we needed to. It was just a really good look about the team, and that's why the sending off came at a time when we were looked in good nick. We looked like we could go on and score more. Um, so it was a real challenge mentally for the players that they responded to well. And a couple of um, away games now, back-to-back, -back, but possibly games where y you could get points and, and really build the momentum from these back-to-back -back home wins. I think it's 13 months since you won back-to-back -back at home. Yeah, it's been a long time, too long. Um, yeah, every away game, every game in the Premier League is tough, but we go into every match um, trying to win, trying to do our best and trying to recreate that spirit that we had today. Quick word on Ryan Fraser, because obviously he made the comments after the Arsenal game that didn't go down well with some supporters. You asked the fans to back him, but they seemed to do that today and it brought the best out of him. Yeah, they did. They backed him again and I uh, can't thank them enough for that because we need players playing in a really good environment and um, we need everyone between now and the end of the season to be playing for the team and for the shirt. And I thought Ryan did that again today and I think that's all the supporters want to see. Because I saw a nice embrace between you and him at, at full time. What were you saying to him? I'm just telling him how important he is and you know, how well he'd done today because he had to defend with 10 men to really dig in, stop crosses, all the, all the horrible stuff that wingers don't really want to do. He did, and he did really well. So I was just really pleased with him on a personal level. I wonder if that's really what he said to him. <laughs> <laughs> you do wonder, don't you? Uh, you might, might have been a few expletives in there. <laughs> Getting three points, how important that was. But it, 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 do you know what? He's such an important player, Ryan Fraser, and he hasn't been at his best this season. True. Uh, and and that's so to get him back firing and playing at, at that level, I think he's really, really crucial to Eddie Howe for this second half of the season. And um, he, he'll, he'll be one of the key players in trying to keep them up this season. Yeah, first home win since November the 2nd, as you heard there. But they've still got to go, Bournemouth, to Liverpool, Man City, Sheffield United, Man United and to Wolves. So uh, even though they're out of the bottom three and they're two points clear of the bottom three, they're by no means, by no means out of it. And neither are Aston Villa, who obviously lost at 10-man Bournemouth today. Uh, Harry's a Villa fan. He's with us on the full-time phone-in. How are you doing, Harry? How you doing, Ken? You right? Yeah, all good, mate. Let me read you. Uh, I'll let you into the private worlds of Matt Holland's and Adrian Durham because we're on a bit of a WhatsApp group with a few other people. Ian Danter was commentating on Bournemouth Villa today and I'll read you what Ian Danter told us. He said, Dean Smith didn't use Grealish to his best advantage when Bournemouth went down to 10 men. For some reason, he played him deeper once Trezeguet came on. Do you agree with that? Totally agree. I don't... Yeah. I, I, honestly, we were on top of them when we scored the goal. We're going wide, trying to get the ball in the box and then he brings Trezeguet and going narrow. I, I, I just don't understand that situation today. So a massive mistake from him. I mean, Grealish has been the talk all season, the quality he's got. And maybe that's a problem that, that he has, Harry, because he can play in that position. He can play deeper. He can play everywhere, can't he? Oh, yeah. The, the, he's showing this year he's, he's absolutely quality. I mean, no wonder people are um, all talking about him and should be in England side. But I, like you said, he didn't use him to his full potential when we went um, when he bought Trizagan. What about the performance of Samata today? He got, him, got himself a goal, got on the score sheet. Yeah, uh, I've been impressed with him for the two games, but we missed that for, um, when we lost Wesley, like a striker running the channels, and now we've got one. We seem a lot better, but I still don't think we're good enough to stay up. Oh, really? You think you're going down? Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I've said it since Sheffield United away in November. We oh. ju you can just tell we're just not good enough. You're going to win the cup? Uh, if you, you want me honest opinion, no. But, <laughs> oh dear. How you doing, mate? You're right. <laughs> Somebody cheer him up. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm just an honest person. I'll go. I'll enjoy the day. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to like start slagging them off because they've done us proud and they've done what no one expected us to do. But I've just got to be realistic with everyone. We ain't good enough. It's true. Although there was a lot of money spent, do you think it was the fact that I don't know? I mean, maybe this is a bit silly, really, because you know it wasn't like the other two went up months before Aston Villa. But the fact that you had to wait right until the end of May, and then there's the euphoria of the playoff win. Does that count against a team that comes up through the playoffs? No, not really. Uh, I just don't think the money's been spent well, to be honest. And I don't think it's down to Dean Smith. I really don't. I don't think he's got a say in what players coming in. At. You don't think he's got a say? No, I don't know. I think he gives a list and then they try and choose someone on the same um, stats, better stats, cheaper money. Right, so you was... can't tell me you can't get promoted and not bring in premiership experience. We never bought one player in that played in the Prem. Uh, Mings, Mings did. yeah. Well, no, but yeah, what I was saying is like, he, he was mainly injured in there, wasn't he? And he played at left back. Just signed Pepe Reina. Yeah, we have now, but it's it's done and dusted. Any the points that we should have been picked yeah, up. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Heat, as well. Tom Heaton and Matt Target. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, in, I know. But you, I mean, how old's Matt Target? Do you know he came into the season last year? I mean, we needed someone like I'm not saying drink water's the answer, but someone that can just grab it by the neck, and we didn't do that. Game day is Saturday football. It is game on! Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Official broadcast partner of the Premier League. We're frustrated we haven't won, Sam. Um, we, I thought Chelsea started well in the game. We didn't. We were a bit slow out of the blocks. Uh, but then we grew into the game. Played some really good football. Created opportunities. Had the chances to go in front mm. first half. They had some chances to, to score as well. Um, then we fall behind and, and begin the second half where uh, we, we just weren't aggressive enough in, uh, in our mentality to stop Rudiger. But then the mentality shown to come back into the game was, was very, very good. And uh, when we get in front at 2-1, we, we, we look a real threat. So we said at half-time about stopping crosses and we did that second half. But then we get done on a static position, which is... But which isn't very good from our perspective. We're too slow to organise and not aggressive enough. So it ends up a game that uh, at 2 1, we look like we can go on and get the third and fourth. It's, uh, it's two each. But we still have chances to win the game. So, uh, uh, but, but we just take the point in the end. Considering the goal seemed to bring the best out of your team, really. They responded really well today. You must be pleased with the character that they showed in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Against a top side, you know, Chelsea's best form probably has been away from home. Mm-hmm. So you. And you see the level of players that they have, and uh, so, uh, so so for us to have that disappointment shows the uh, the progress that we're making. Um, and as you say, once we went behind, it, it sparked us on, and that's that's youthfulness in the group. That's one where we need to uh, improve and have a lot of improvements to make. But to show that fight and, and courage to to keep coming, to keep scoring, and then to create the chances that we could have won the game with was was pleasing. Talking about could have won the game, in the final few seconds of the match, there is an incident where the ball seems to hit Antonio mm. Rudiger on the hand. Did you think, penalty here? Sam, if we don't get the penalty in midweek against Aston Villa, I'll not ever be confident in getting a penalty again. Because that there is as clear as you'll see. And that's why the rule was there, specifically for that. Get two of the most experienced referees, one on the field and one in, in the studio watching it. And if they don't give that, 
then how are you going to get the, the one today? Mm. You know, so I don't think there'll be another penalty given if, uh, if yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so it looked, it, it would, you know, maybe he would have felt harsh, you know, Rudiger, but he's he swung around, it's his hand. So, uh, but it wasn't to be. I'm not going to go on so much about it. Okay. Crucial not to lose a game like this against a team that are obviously chasing you. I mean, even though there's a bit of a big gap, it's, it's key not to allow that gap to be squashed. You've got a bit of a break now in order before mm. your next game. What, what do you do in that time? And is it crucial for you to have that time on the training field at some point with your team going into those big games against Wolves and Manchester City? Yeah, it's only... It's... It's not that long a break. It sounds a lot more than what it is. You know, we've got the Friday game. Yeah. You know, so uh, we'll play today. The players will have, uh, you know, a few days off to go away. They need to recover. Put so much work in, and um, and and like I say, they'll uh, they'll come back refreshed. Not think about football. Just go away with their family, friends. You know, uh, whatever. And then we'll come back in next weekend, and uh, get ready for you know a really exciting end to the season and players will be refreshed and, uh, and mentally and physically ready. What about you? Will you switch yeah, off yeah, from yeah, football? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, I definitely need to. It's been a, a busy old period. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get the chance to, to recover and, uh, and then we'll be back and look forward to it. I was pleased with the performance um, and we did have chances and that, that's, we know that that's the story of our season a little bit and particularly lately. You know, the one that goes, when Rhys James is crossing balls, you know, we, we, we've got to finish more than we are at the moment. Um, and we play well. Our, our work with the ball was how we worked it. We wanted to stop them getting balls through their midfield lines to, to Madison, etc. The lads worked really well on that. We worked on that all week. Um, so I was really pleased with that. And at halftime, I felt we were the better team. Do you see it over the course of the piece as two points dropped because you got the lead? Or do you see it as taking a point off a team that have been very good so far yeah, this season? It's, it's not two points lost. And they can rely on the Harvey Barnes chance up when it was 2-2. I think I can talk about the chances we had in the first half and I, and I think it was a pretty fair result. Two points lost was Arsenal when we lose that opportunity. So I know I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. We always want to win, but I'm pretty pleased. It's a tough match here. Yeah, two goals from set pieces. That must have pleased you. Really, really pleased, yeah. yeah. So we, we work on it a lot. Not overkill, because I think uh, as, as players, you have to give a bit of freedom to attack the ball in the box and, and that's what Rudiger did. And two goals, it just shows you with a bit of aggression and desire. Second goal was a great header. So it's, uh, in these type matches, it's important that you chip in with those through the season. Did you get a little bit fortunate towards the end when it appeared to hit Antonio Rudiger's arm inside the penalty area? Yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, you worry because what this rule is so grey that you worry. But his arm's not out. It's low down by his side. Um, I didn't. I think it's probably as much as that might have been a penalty. We won on Tammy Abraham. There was a collision in these in the first half. A close call as well. I'm not moaning about that one. I'm just saying that. Probably both of them were short of penalties. Started with Willie Caballero in goal today. What was the thinking behind that? A change. I have to make changes through the team, um, and with Kepper, and I was, you know, very honest with him straight up as I try and be with all the players that, you know, some some times recently, and it, he's very honest with himself. There have been some some goals that maybe he can do better on, uh, and it was just a decision. And when Willie trains as he does every day, great great professional, played against Hull, it was just a change. You lined up with Angelo Conte and Jorginho in the centre of the park mm. today. 
it's very difficult to get everybody into that central midfield area. Yeah. Is that something that you're still sort of struggling to get your best line-up with, or is it something that's always going to evolve because of the nature of the number of games that you have to play? That is going to evolve, and the number of games and the players that I have in those areas. And um, we have similar players of attributes that want to play in that middle ground, and I can't play them all. Um, and I think you find that if you look around at other teams, there is rotation at this kind of a level when the players are all got something to give. And I, I thought they did well in there today. And with Jorginho, he'd had a bit of an injury this week, hence why he came off a little bit early. Um, but I thought the, uh, the discipline of those two in midfield, and I think that's something we can improve a little bit, is discipline and of holding our, our position in midfield was really good today. Intense period, loads of games, but now you've got 16 days off before you play Manchester United. What yeah. are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to be around at home and just spend more time with the family. I've given the lads a, a week; they can do what they want. I think I, I tell them all the time. Well, I know how easy their life is from the outside, but I also know how hard they work and how taxing this is on not just the players but the families when we travel a lot and we train and we work hard. So it's good for them to get their minds off of football. What they will do when they come back is run a lot in that, <laughs> in that second week uh, and get ready for Manchester United. Let's bring in Nathan. He's a, a Chelsea fan who uh, wants to join us on the show. How you doing, Nathan? I'm very good, lads. How are you both doing? All right? Yeah, just fine. Are you with uh, Lampard on this uh, decision to drop Kepa Aretha Balaga? I am, yeah, I am. To be fair, Kepa hasn't been the best goalkeeper, you know, in the last few games. There's been mistakes that have been made, costly mistakes, and, and we've dropped points because of it, you know. So I think today he sent a message. He sent a message to Kepa, and, he, and he's sent a message also probably to, to upstairs, you know. We're looking at the January transfer window. We did no activities. It was a complete waste of time appealing this transfer ban. He didn't get anyone that he wanted. There was talks that he even wanted to replace Kepa, um, whether that would be in January or the summer. So, you know, I think today he just sent out a message. Do you think, it it sent, do you think your performance sent out a message today that you're going to finish in the top four? I'm, I'm not too confident, to be fair. I think that my reasons for that are simply because... You know, we've got no one up top who can, who can finish chances. Tammy Abraham today was absolutely woeful up top. He was absolutely woeful. There were three very good chances for him in the first half, and it just didn't put him away. And then in, this, in the second half, you know, Leicester did come back and they played extremely well in the second half. It was a game of two halves. Um, then instead of bringing on Mitchie Bashiwai, or, you know, Zuri wasn't involved at all, but he didn't bring on Mitchie Bashiwai and he brought on Barkley. Again, another message, I think, that he sent you know, upstairs to the board, you know, we needed a class striker to bring in in the summer. We need people who's going to finish chances up top. And it just didn't happen. And, and Do you think that... I, I, I totally agree with everything you're saying, uh, Nathan, but I, I look at it and think, hasn't he possibly... And I like Frank Lampard so much, but by sending... I think you're right, he's sending a message, but by doing that, he's cost Chelsea a chance of victory because surely... All right, he might think to himself, well, I'm not putting Giroud on the bench. Because I said, I, I want another striker in before Giroud goes. They haven't given him a striker, so he's keeping Giroud at Chelsea. So he's sending out this message, not putting him on the bench, just to, just to prove my point. Has he not got a groin problem, though? Batshuayi, yeah, but hold on. Batshuayi stays on the bench. This is an out-and-out striker. When Abraham comes off and somebody else moves into the middle, that, to me, is definitely sending a little message to those who do the transfers at Chelsea. However, yeah. if you had no, brought Batshuayi on, you might have won the game. Yeah, that, that is true, but... For me, I, I have full faith in Lampard, and I think once he gets some players in that he wants himself, I think maybe we'll, we'll see a little bit more positivity and, and, and some more results, better results going forward. However, for him to bring on Barkley instead of Bashiwai in the second half, 
to me, that just screams that he has no faith in Vasu Wai to come on and change the game. I understand he's an out-and-out striker, and he did score. I believe he scored in the in the last game in the FA in the FA Cup. But I've seen Vasu Wai play this 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 season a few times, and I mean he's missing chances that my na- my nan would put them balls in the back of the net. Game day is Saturday football. It is game on! Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Official broadcast partner of the Premier League. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com. 18 plus. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.